Real Presence Live. It's this really powerful sense of, okay, you're seen, you're known, you're missed if you're not here. Local. It's that good crop of corn or beans or wheat or whatever it is that you do that, you know, you grow it, you grow it to the Lord, and if it doesn't come about, you just have to be patient and say, well, there's always next year. Engaging. Evangelization is the fruit of the love of God being poured into the hearts of Jesus' friends. Live. This is our charism, to be witnesses of Jesus' real presence in the Eucharist. And good morning. I'm Heather Carroll. And I'm Father Christopher Culls. Thank you for joining us this morning. We're broadcasting live from Our Lady of Guadalupe Parish in Sioux Falls, South Dakota. Thank you for letting us come in and broadcast from your beautiful parish, Father Cowles. Very glad to. Very glad to. I'm excited to have this show today with you. I'm a little terrified, but that's okay. <laughs> you should be. You're co-hosting with me. <laughs> oh, gosh. God bless us and watch over us. Yes. Well, it is a joy to be here. It's a beautiful, sunny day here in Sioux Falls, and it's going to smelt all that snow that we got over the holiday. I'm glad you think so. Yeah. I'm glad you think I'm so. I'm optimistic. Yesterday, I was out putting salt on different areas of the parking lot and <laughs> the sidewalks because I just watched someone so sadly fall <gasps> down. And I thought, oh, I got to get going on this. I, gotta, I, know. I have to get going on this. I know. And, so, it, and it, it just freezes up so fast around it here. It does. Well, who puts a sidewalk on the north part of any building? <laughs> it's like the dumbest thing to do in the world. You know it's never going to melt. And Nobody, people are just going to fall on their butts all the time. Yeah, and my front sidewalk is on the north side of my house, and it's, oh. it, it shadows, my house shadows the sidewalk. It's awesome. Oh, that's great. Yeah, yeah. my church shadows this part of the sidewalk. We could go ice skating. We could. We could. <laughs> I'll bring some salt with me, and you can enjoy your skates. Well, fine. folks, we have a great show planned this morning with Father Cowles. I, I heard, you know, Christmas at the Cathedral, for those that haven't heard about it, we've had Mark Kinzemius on before, and it's a really big deal in eastern South Dakota. It is huge. It and is people huge. come from all over. Well, today, folks, we're actually giving away tickets. So in the 10 o'clock hour, you'll want to listen for the cue of when you can call in and get tickets. And we're actually giving, we're giving away tickets for an entire family to go. That is awesome. Which is unheard of. Usually it's like a couple tickets and so husband and wife can go, but my daughter loves Christmas at the cathedral. Well, it's one of those things people don't realize. They have the full South Dakota symphony that are present for this. They have world-class musicians who play and then they have an actor who goes through little bits and pieces of one aspect of the Christmas story. Mm -hmm. Mark, I know it's it's fun. He's a good friend of mine and every single summer he spends a huge part of his summer at his uh, cabin in Minnesota just working on the story. And I'm thinking, so he's working on Christmas in the middle of summer at Man Trap Lake. That's so interesting. I wouldn't have imagined that, but it's, it's kind of fun. I wouldn't find it, a, you know, a little inspiring. Or someday we'll have Sometimes Bermuda you don't need out. to know the backstory. You're just like, why did you tell us that, Father? We didn't want to know that. We'd like him to rather be like in the midst of a huge snow globe or meditating <laughs> yeah. in front of well, the Eucharist. But no, he's at Man Trap Lake ready in his cabin. Out, hanging out. We love Mark. Well, he'll be on. Be sure to tune in. He'll be on uh, later in the show at the 10 a.m. hour, which is central time. So uh, get close to your phones for that one. And Please you can get do. get free tickets. So we're going to head straight into our first interview. I'm excited to have uh, Deacon Walter Beyer with us this morning. Good morning, Deacon. Well, good morning. Thank you so much for joining Thank us. You. Well, I appreciate the invitation to join you. And what? It's, tell uh, us a little bit about yourself. Uh, you mean like 
hitting Medicare next February? <laughs> no, no, not those details if possible. Um, or, more so, or that I, or that I, or that I really wanted to be a famous rock and roll guitar player or something. Who like that. didn't is the question. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I guess well, I guess, before we, before we go any further, I just say who was your idol of rock and roll oh, guitar? That's interesting. Just to say, like, what kind of a rock uh, and roll guitarist would you have been? Mm. I'll tell you, the huge. I mean, there have been influences in my life, but uh, my uh, my two biggest influences for real than uh, St. John Paul II and Jeff okay. Beck. <laughs> yeah, Back. very Jeff cool. Beck would be my guitar player, but. <laughs> But I don't. I don't but remember I don't John know. Paul II playing guitar. I might be confused on that. No, no, that's, that's kind of the other side of things. <laughs> okay, you know, good. There's a, good. There's a side of me people in my parish haven't seen in all these years, but my friends know it. That's yeah, fine. Anyway. Awesome. So, can you tell us a little bit yeah. about your your past? How you became a deacon? Um, yeah, some of those background mm-hmm. questions. Yeah. Well, you know, I, when I reflect that, I see, you know, like. Uh, well, just, uh, you know, obviously vocation stories are, you know, have some flake to them. But uh, um, for me, when I was in high school, even during a kind of a wild time, I thought about priesthood. And But after about a year, I realized uh, I needed to be a dad. And um, so that dictated uh, some, like, going to school and not going out to L.A. kind of stuff. And, you know, and um, so got married, uh, and um, I'd say, you know, one thing that was really significant for me when I was 20 years old and a junior in college, uh, uh, my my faith really kicked in. I had a big conversion experience, which um, was, I am so, so grateful for. But, um, and then as a musician, you know, I was, uh, well, I got married when I was uh, 23. I've been married for, we've been married 40, over 41 years. and Congratulations. And so the idea That's wonderful. Of, well, thank you. And four kids and and four grandchildren. And, and the idea, I guess, the idea of vocation or the was, or the impression of it was always big on me, I guess. Um, I always felt that called. And, and so when the diaconate uh, presented to itself at first from a, a, a pastor um, back, I was probably like in my late 20s, which would have been too young. I just dismissed it because, um, you know, it wasn't going to fit with, uh, I'd have to give up uh, too much. Um, but um, my wife and I were doing a, a series of stewardship talks throughout the diocese. We had a program going on back around that time. I remember driving up back home from a, uh, a, a, a town where we had um, spoke at the masses for the weekend and coming back home and... and um, all of a sudden, it just opened up to me. Hmm. Like, I think I could do that. I don't know where that came from. And then I might even want to, which would be crazy. <laughs> you know? Imagine that. Huh. I even like it. So, yeah, yeah, exactly. Imagine that. You know, and my wife was open to it, too. So, anyway, that kind of started it. But that went through, um, you know, a period of years before I started formation. And um, and when I actually did start formation, I wasn't really totally... Um, didn't seem like the right time for me, um, just because we had another baby and things going on. And um, but you know, it's God's timing. Um, so if I was ordained at thirty-nine, um, I guess it was nineteen ninety-four. So a little bit more and, uh, mature but, at that point in time. 
Are we supposed to be oh, mature yeah, at 40? Yeah, that was... <laughs> Shoot. I said, are we supposed to be What'd mature at 40? <laughs> I'm 40 and I'm not well, quite mature yet. <laughs> yeah, well... Uh, you know, I mean, I could say the same thing. I'm still the same guy I was in some ways at 18 and at 28, but I think I'm more seasoned. <laughs> I'm a whole no, lot I, less no. seasoned than all of you here, so I wonder what the church was well, thinking. How old are you? Only 35. <laughs> 35, yeah. Yeah, yeah I'm kind of a babe. <laughs> I know. I probably could be your kid. <laughs> yeah. Maybe so you, you wouldn't finished- want to be. I don't know. <laughs> I got good parents. I'm good. I'm happy with them. <laughs> so you've been a deacon for 25 years now. That is awesome. Congratulations. Yeah. So yeah, what has that been you. like for you? What's the ride of these last 25 years been like for you? Uh, well, a lot of a lot of really, really, really good people. You know, I have to say too. I don't know if you're, but our good bishop uh, died suddenly Sunday of a heart attack. Mm-hmm. Bishop Paul Serba, and so. You know we're we're uh, we're grieving here in this diocese, um, mm-hmm. but uh, you know he certainly was a man that was uh, a very big blessing in my life. So, but so, and I know there are a lot of people that work with him closely. His brothers are priests in our diocese as well, and so a lot of hurting people. So you know, I just mm-hmm. ask people to keep uh, them in your prayers in our diocese. So. Well, and yester- yesterday morning we actually question? yesterday morning we actually had a tribute to um, Bishop Serba on Real Presence Live, and if you missed it, you can always go to your Catholic radio station and listen to that special programming we had yesterday morning, mm-hmm. and just very touching and to do that. Um, yeah, just a great way yeah. to honor him and his memory. But I was asking, you know, how has the last twenty five years of your diaconate been for you? Well, it's been, you know, I mean, it's got its challenges, and I wouldn't even say ups and downs, because to me it was, it's like who I am, you know, mm. so, uh, but obviously, you know, through, especially sacramental vocations, you know, marriage obviously is a big one, too, you know, in my life, you know, you, uh, it draws, it, it's it's a call of holiness, you know, it's the path that, you know, like, for both those vocations that God prepared for me. For my own sanctification, yeah. And I'll just say you... something. <laughs> I well, go ahead. I, well, I uh, to me, it is the path of my sanctification. It's it's uh, you know like because the the things like even like uh, you know being a husband and, and a father and then serving uh, in the diaconate to the people of God. You know you, it's like it. You know you get all these experiences kind of help burn out the narcissism, at least in me mm. anyway. So. Oh, sure. So I'm very, very grateful for it. Yeah. I love that. Burn it out. There's a lot of it in all yeah. of us. Isn't there? Yeah. That's beautiful. Oh, oh, there is, yeah. Yeah, so, I mean, to me, it was it's my path, so, uh, yeah, I just, you know, and the wonderful men here in our diocese, you know, my brothers, um, you know, including our presbyter at that uh, you know, I, I was thinking, you know, people in our diocese really knew the kind of men that are here that served them. Um, they, they'd just be amazed. Hmm. You know, like, <laughs> my 25 years, like when we, like when we gather, like in our annual conference, for example, when we're praying the, uh, the Divine Office together and singing and having Mass together, all these guys are singing and praying, and then the people that are in the resort or wherever we are that are serving us, they hear this, you know, these are just guys, you know, mm-hmm. <laughs> so just, 
smelly guys. You were talking about <laughs> what was that Lake Lake Mantrap? <laughs> there are yes. a lot of those. <laughs> There's a lot of them. It's true. You know, yeah. You know, so it's you know they're good men that are very very generous with themselves. You know, and so that's always been an inspiration to me. That's so good. Have you served in a lot of parishes in the Duluth Diocese? I've um, only served at St. John's the Evangelist in Duluth, you know, by the parish that uh, um, my wife were in um, at the time I was ordained, and so I, I'm very fortunate for that, too. I currently live, like, about half a mile from the parish, which is uh, very convenient, and uh, and I um, so I've done the parish ministry there, and then, you know, I, I'm the uh, courage chaplain in the diocese. You're familiar with the Courage Apostolate? Yes. I'm supposed to be the Courage Chaplain in our diocese as well. <laughs> we're still, yeah, we're still waiting for our, our it to kind of blossom and bloom. There hasn't been a lot of people who stepped forward who want to be part of it yet. But myself, along with another priest, yeah. Father Kevin um, Odell, we co co chaplain it. But yeah, yeah. beautiful. Yeah. Beautiful. Have we have we met at all down, like at a, a conference at one of the annual conferences? We may have. Um, he's tall yeah. and redheaded with a big burly beard. He's hard to miss. <laughs> Thanks, Heather. Yeah. Yeah. Appreciate Looks that. Like you should be at, at Lake Mantrap, huh? <laughs> Probably so. <laughs> well, for those of you that are just joining us, uh, we're broadcasting this morning live from Our Lady of Guadalupe Parish in Sioux Falls. Father Christopher Cowles has kindly agreed to be my co-host this morning. We're talking with Deacon Walter Beyer from the Diocese of Duluth just about his journey as being a deacon. He's been a deacon for 25 years. Um, how has this being a deacon, we've only got a couple minutes left, but how has that um, affected you being a father and a husband to your family? Uh, well, it really, in a way, kind of forced me uh, to dial into, uh, you know, an aspect of of service because, you know, obviously there's a lot of uh, um, balancing that needs to go on. You know, my, my children were really young, and uh, and I wanted to, you know, both my wife and I were conscious of not, you know, the preacher's kid syndrome kind of a thing. There's enough pressure on them. So, you know, I think we did. I think we did really well with that. And um, but it it helped me be better. I think you know, it really challenged me. And not that I was perfect by a long shot, not even close. But uh, you know, the uh, the I suppose the seriousness, the focus mm-hmm. of that. I, 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 I have to say, I always wanted to do God's will, and I tried to do that the best I could. And you know, in in uh, you know, being a husband and a dad, and and um, you know, mistakes. You know, I mean, obviously, you do that. You know, bouncing with the. You know, I was an electrical engineer for thirty-five years until I fired myself and. <laughs> and, uh, Gosh, you must have been terrible at that know, job. <laughs> I was an artist. In a, I mean, I was an engineer in an artist's body. <laughs> True enough. <laughs> <laughs> so if somebody but, out there is listening and they're um, contemplating the diaconate, what would you say to them? I'd say that, um, you know, it is about vocation and, uh, you know, the pet that God has for us and, uh, 
and that um, you know developing a person's interior life is extremely important because otherwise you're never going to hear God's word in your soul. You know, you kind of think it's. it's I, I know for myself, it wasn't about me from the beginning. Hmm. You know, God doesn't call perfect men to to holy orders, and hmm. that was loud and clear to me in my first year, particularly in, in formation. That was that was probably my biggest challenge of all, just dealing with my own self. You know, and uh, and uh, and just learning to abandon myself to God and His providence, and you know, whatever goes goes, and it's all good. Even the even the struggle. Wow. So I would Thank say, you be so true, much, Deacon. You know, be be honest with the pastor that you're talking with. You know, spiritual direction is absolutely necessary. You got to have that. So, good spiritual direction. Wonderful. And listening to your wife, obviously, as well, <laughs> correct? Is that correct? Well, well, yeah, that's, uh, yeah, you pick, you pick that up just in between the lines. That, that goes, I mean, she, she I was a, hoping so. I was hoping so. I'm glad she's not here because she, right now, because she would. Oh, she would have words to say. I promise you that. Yeah. No, you know, my wife, my wife is a saint. She really is. She was just locked, locked. You know, we, we, We've been so grateful that we've been um, so together in our spiritual life all our years together. She's really a lovely person. You should meet her sometime. Beautiful. Well, thank you, Deacon, yeah. so much for joining us this morning. And know of our prayers for you and your diocese as you're mm-hmm. mourning the loss of your bishop. Well, thank you for that. <laughs> but, yeah, I appreciate that very much. And the people Most here definitely. Do. I still remember a short story from from Bishop. I was at St. Paul Seminary when he was uh, called to be Bishop, and he had mentioned that uh, he had gotten a call from um, the nuncio, and he was told to think and pray on it. And he tells us that we asked him, how did he sleep that night? And he says, well, I slept like a baby. I woke up every couple of hours crying. <laughs> and it was so Bishop Serba through and through, and he could yeah. always make a person laugh at the right point. So, I love yeah, it. we are totally praying for you and for the diocese. Um, but we know that hopefully, with our prayers and from his sanctity, we'll have another saint in heaven. And that's what we're really hoping for. He will still watch over the Diocese of Duluth. I promise you that. Oh, I think he is. Yeah. yeah I totally agree with you. Well, thank you so we'll much, Deacon, it. for joining with us this morning. We appreciate it. Well, thank you very much for your uh, your graciousness and inviting me on your, your uh, program. I appreciate it very much. Absolutely. Well, folks, coming up next, we've got to take a quick break. We're going to hear about the good things going on here at Our Lady of Guadalupe. And don't forget to call in later with your questions during our Straight Talk segment. We're coming to you live from Our Lady of Guadalupe Church in Sioux Falls. I'm Heather Caro. And this is Father Christopher Calls. And you're tuned in to Real Presence Live. We'll be right back. Stay with us. There's more Real Presence Live to come on the Real Presence Radio Network. 